Hello, and welcome to Twice Exceptional, Teens Exploring and Living with Neurodiversity. I am your host, Kate. I am 16 years old, the middle child of three, and I injured my feet the other day because I forgot to wear socks. More importantly, though, I have ADHD and I am gifted, making me twice exceptional. I started this podcast because living with ADHD can be difficult, and I wanted to find a way to reach people and share some information from the perspective of a neurodivergent teenager with a neurodivergent sibling. So in this podcast, I discuss my experiences living with ADHD, I interview guests, and I research different aspects of neurodiversity. So for today's episode, I had the chance to interview one of my friends, Celeste. Celeste is an autistic teenager who was willing to talk to me about her experience with having autism. She was diagnosed about one year ago. She is 16 years old, and I can't wait to have an interview with her. For joining me, Celeste. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Okay, so for the listeners, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, Well, hello. My name is Celestia. I was diagnosed with autism um, in November of 2021. Uh, I'm 16 years old, and I am a Puerto Rican-American. That's very interesting. And when did you first hear about autism in general? I had to be around, um, I had to be like eight or nine. Um, Mm -hmm. I always thought that I had some form of ADHD. Uh, Growing up, I was always told that I had ADHD uh, by my mother. And one day I was like researching it and I think I was on WebMD or something actually. And Uh uh, in the suggested uh, box, there was a, it was, it was autism. And I was Uh like, oh, what's that? I think that's how I found out. That's how you first looked it up? Mm-hmm. Did Was your mom the only one who told you you might have ADHD, or did, like, other people tell you that? Uh, a lot of people actually told me that <laughs> growing up. Uh, I was a very, uh, I was a very disorderly child, I, I think. I, I was a very quiet person, as I, as I still am today, but uh-huh. I, I don't know, I, I wasn't, like, I was violent, necessarily. I just, I didn't know my own strength. Um, yeah. I I, uh, I was told that by teachers, or I, my, my parents were told that by teachers. Uh-huh. I was told that I saw a school guidance counselor. I was in there almost every single week or day sometimes if I didn't feel like going to my elementary school classes. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know. I was just always told that. And my mother, the, who started telling me this first, was told this because uh, when I was like maybe like two or three years old, I, I obviously uh-huh. don't remember that, but like... I was I exhibited a lot of symptoms of ADHD, I guess, mm-hmm. and my mom asked. Uh, oh no, I, I exhibited a lot of symptoms of autism. I'm sorry, and my uh-huh. mom asked her friend who studied uh, a form of pseudo psychiatry, uh-huh. and she, she said, "No, no, Celestia has a uh, has ADHD, not autism." Oh, that's interesting. Okay, and then what was your life like before your diagnosis? I know that was a very long time of your life, but like, <laughs> is there anything just in general? Uh, what was my life like before my diagnosis? Um, I it was it was mostly fine actually until um until the the latter years of middle school. But I feel like the latter years of middle school and in middle school in general was kind of just like hell for anyone who didn't necessarily like fit in yeah um if you're not the normal kid. yeah yeah no totally and uh I, I don't know I, I guess um sorry what was the question again oh <laughs> uh, what was your life like before your diagnosis uh I started to like not show up to school a lot I struggled with uh eating actually I struggled with eating I struggled with like showing up to school I, sh- I struggled with like maintaining 
uh, for myself, uh, and, and, you know, we go to school together. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you notice that I'm not there every single day. Yeah. That's because being in, like, social environments stresses uh-huh. me out to no avail, and I cannot physically handle it a lot of days. Oh, uh, okay. And then, so, you were diagnosed, it was, like, a year ago or something, right? I was diagnosed uh, 2021, November 2021, so not even a year ago. No. So not even quite a year ago. No. So why were you diagnosed? Um... I was seeing a school counselor, no, school psychiatrist. I was seeing a school, oh no, psych, psych, I was seeing a school psychologist. Uh huh. And he saw me basically every single day. Mm-hmm. I would constantly cut classes to go see him. I would see him for hours on end. One day I stayed in there the whole school day. I was just like talking with him. Uh huh. And he was like, wow, this seems bad. You seem like you have, like, some sort of, like, possibly, like, conduct disorder. Uh-huh. Uh, but he died, he, he got, like, like, the day that I stayed in there the whole day, it was because I was being diagnosed with uh, MDD, and they're looking into possible, like, like, like a, a possibly, like, an emotional disorder of some kind. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just, like, sort of in there, and he was like, hey, we need to refer you to the school, like, psychiatrist, because this is getting to a point where, like, we're, like, seeing you, like, exhibit a lot of, like, the symptoms of autism, and they're like, oh, well, it's, it's very, it's very high-functioning, like, as if, like, saying, like, oh, you have autism, it's okay, it's, it's high-functioning, it's high-functioning, it's fine, like, it's just, yeah. like, don't say that sort of thing, like, if you I have an it. autistic friend, like, don't say that sort of thing, like, don't say, oh, I can't even tell, because, like, people say that to yeah, me, people, too, yeah, people, yeah, oh, I can't even tell you have ADHD, and like, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> wow, gee, thank you, I guess. Um, is that a compliment? I don't know. Yeah, it's not necessarily a compliment. It's kind of, yeah, I don't even want to go into this, but, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess I just sort of, like, struggled with, um, uh, I just sort of struggled with, like, going to school mm-hmm. maintaining my health. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so then you went to the psychiatrist and they, they diagnosed They diagnosed you. me, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then, so what were some major changes that followed this diagnosis? Um, I feel like people started taking me a little less seriously. So I've always been an all-A student, all-A's. Uh, I've always been a very smart person. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. say that about myself. Yeah. I'm a very smart person. I'm very well-educated on a lot of things. And I feel like people just started to like say, because I was diagnosed with Asperger's specifically, okay. and... Number one, that's not a real thing. Uh-huh. But number two, um, people just started to, like, take the merits that I had kind of, like, always, like, had for myself and say, oh, it's because you have Asperger's, which, no, it's not. It's because I'm a smart and, like, well-researched yeah. person. It's because I study things on my own. Like, you're, you're, ugh, I don't know, like, that, that's just so stupid, you know? Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was a major change in your life mm-hmm. then. And then you moved to Arizona shortly yes, after, I right? Did, yeah, I moved to Arizona December or January, I believe, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, do you have a specific story that really shows what it's like to live with autism? Do I? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just, like, sort of just, like, my struggle with, um, well, I guess, <laughs> this is interesting, because I'm mm-hmm. on a podcast right now mm-hmm. where the only thing you can kind of hear is my voice, but, mm-hmm. like, for the first maybe two months of school, like, attending school, I did not speak at all. I that much yeah, yeah I, I not much and in, in like the first month of school I know I did not speak once I was like yeah like I, I, I need to talk more and my partner was telling me like hey, hey like I know that like you like kind of like struggled like with talking but like 
you know, like, you, you gotta, like, start, like, kind of, like, making these connections, because you're gonna probably be here for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, um, I don't know, I guess it's just, like, sort of just, I've always struggled with talking, I've always struggled with just, like, communication in general, and just, like, I feel like my autism diagnosis definitely helped me a lot, out a lot for that. It's not, it's no longer just like, oh, you're so shy, just like talk mm-hmm. or something, you know, it's now it's like, oh, I have a mental disorder and, you know, like, yeah. or, I guess not technically a mental disorder, I have like a, I have a neurological thing and like, yeah, I should, I should, oh, wait, no, this is, this isn't the story that I want to tell at all, I'm sorry. It's when fine. I was when, when I was going in for a 504 and you know, um, you know the, what is it called, the, the, count, the counselors at our school, like we have. Yeah. Um, I think I have like Davis, but yeah, I, I have board. Okay. And, uh, she's sweet. She's nice. Uh, uh-huh. she kept in contact with my mom a lot just because, um, you know, she's like, Oh, are you fitting in? Okay. Like, uh-huh. like, let me, let me email your mom like five times a day. Just to, like, see if you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Which, which is very sweet of her. I'm, I'm glad that she was like looking out for me and that sort of thing. But I went in one day and I was sort of talking with her and I forget. Oh, it was because uh, I wanted to like do some like college. Like I wanted to like do a college thing over the summer. And, uh-huh. Like I needed like some form of like verification from the school district. And uh-huh. I, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just go to Carrie Board because I think what they're asking for is like a, a counselor or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was and I was talking with her and I was like, oh, by the way, I wanted to bring up. I think I might want to get like a five hundred four or something uh-huh. because I have autism. And she was like, no, you don't. <laughs> and I was like, um, oh, what do you mean? And she was like. I can always tell when people have autism, and believe me, you do not have autism. And I was like, I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed very recently. Like, yes, I, I most certainly do. And she would just would not take me seriously. And I, I just... That's so annoying. Yeah, and, and she is an admin at our school. And, like, you know, like, she she sees over all these students. And, like, I'm pretty sure if I was going to her, that means, like, she must have, like, some say over, like, you know, like, special education mm-hmm. and, like, special needs. And, like, like, how those are attributed to, like, people who aren't necessarily in the special yeah. needs programs. Like, uh, yeah. like, 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 the glasses there. And, like, wow. Like, you wouldn't give me a 504 because you think I don't have autism based on, like, your autism, like, radar or something? <laughs> like, what the hell are you yeah. talking about? I get that. For sure. I feel like it'd be very difficult to get a 504 for, like, people who aren't, like, failing school, which is kind of annoying because, like, you can have conditions and still not be, yeah. Yeah, like, for what I I don't have in, sorry, for for what I have in academic merit, I don't Uh have in social skills. (laughs) I'm I'm very, it's mostly just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand, you know, like, that's, I feel like that's most of our conversations uh-huh. outside of this, Yeah. and most of my conversations in general, I just, I've always really, really struggled with, like, just, yeah. like, having social yeah. connections. So, you've had some issues socially based on your autism, but oh, I'm sure yeah. you've had some connections that you've oh, been no, able totally. to make. Oh, no, totally, like, the first day of school, I had, like, like, five or six friends already, uh-huh. it, was, it was nice. <laughs> yeah, you've been able to figure it out oh, for no, some totally. things, but in general, it just, is it that you don't like talking to people because it, like, you're worried they'll judge you, or do you just not like talking to people? I just don't like talking to people. It's I, just not fun. Well, sometimes I physically can't bring myself to. Like, sometimes I just, like, clamp up, and I just can't say anything. Oh, okay. And that's, that's why I was, like, writing stuff down, because I could not mm-hmm. physically, like, say anything. And, and now it's mostly just, like, sort of just, like, for... What is it called? When, like, when you, when you inflict something upon yourself... Self-inflicted muteness. I know it's not the correct term, uh-huh. but, like... Something like that. Later. <laughs> How has autism helped you in your school and, like, career in general? Uh, I guess now I can apply for a different scholarship. I, I can apply to so many scholarships now and I'll probably have to get in on one. So, thanks, autism. <laughs> <laughs>
So, yeah. And then, has there any been any significant struggles minus the, like, social not talking part? Um, I guess just not necessarily with me, but more so just, like, it... As you could tell, it, it took me a while to get a diagnosis at all uh-huh. because um, when I wasn't, like, studying ADHD, I was, like, studying autism and I was mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh, I think I should get diagnosed. And I had a therapist for a while. Her mm-hmm. name was Susan. And I love her so uh-huh. much. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're very, very clearly exhibiting traits of, she said Asperger's. Or I'm just going to say she said autism okay. because they're the same thing okay. again, you know. That um, makes sense. But yeah, I've, I've always, I've, like, in, like, medical professionals in my life, um, and, and they're the ones, like, who didn't handle the diagnosis, but, like, they're always, like, yeah, you have, like, autism, like, you have, like, some, like, something is wrong with you, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I just, yeah, you know. That's interesting. Yeah, with me, nobody even, like, realized anything was wrong until my brother was diagnosed, yeah, and saying. then they were like, huh, you actually have these, maybe we should consider that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I feel like men are always considered first before women, yeah. especially in the family. Yeah. So, then, what part of autism do you think needs to be addressed more, and why? Alright, well, now I can finally talk about the thing I've been teasing this whole time. My thoughts on Asperger's high-functioning, low-functioning, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, let's, let's have some, like, background. Uh, the, the word Asperger's, um, or sorry, the, the term Asperger's, it, mm-hmm. it comes from, uh, I forget his first name, it's like, his, his his last name is Asperger. That, that's, okay. that's all that matters. And he was a eugenicist. He, like, believed that, like, racial mixing isn't really something that we should do. He believed that Jewish people should not be alive. And he also <laughs> thought that, like, oh, I don't even want to say the word, but he thought that, like, we shouldn't, like, be, like, we, we shouldn't be reproducing with, you know, like, people who, like, have, like, low-functioning autism. So he created the term Asperger's to kind of, like, differentiate, like, well, here's autism, and here's Asperger's. They're so smart. It's just that they're a little bit shy, you know? Mm. Um, and I don't know, like, that, like, really severely pisses me off because, number one, it creates a hierarchy. Um, it creates a hierarchy based on, like, something that, like, like someone from the outside, like, said it. It's, it's a lot like the concept of, of race in that way. Well, it's, it's not. But, like, you know, like, it, it creates, it's, it's basically just, like, a hierarchy, like, based on, like, traits that, like, someone from, like, the outside decided. Uh-huh. And I don't like that. It creates just, like, I don't know, like, not a lot of inner conflict, but it creates, like, a lot of just, like, inner, like, tension. Like, well, well, now, well, I'm better than you because I have Asperger's and you have, like, low-functioning autism, you know? It's just, like, that that, that sort of thing. And there is that kind of di- dichotomy in the disability community, like, in general, like, like for, especially for, like, mental disorders, um, mm-hmm. where we feel like we should be pressured. And obviously, we do have to mask because society, uh, I don't know, isn't at the point where, like, we can confidently be like oh yeah I don't have to mask in public and mm-hmm. I, I won't be like looked at I won't be like shamed I'll be able to just like be around my friends and just have a have a good time you know yeah. it's, it's it's not like that unfortunately in this day and age and it probably won't be for a while or yeah. maybe ever <laughs> no yeah I didn't I didn't know that about the names that's interesting yeah. ADHD has a lot of name problems yeah, like, especially yeah. with the ADD versus ADHD mess yeah. but then also like, the fact that it stands for attention deficit uh-huh. hyperactivity disorder, that's kind of a problem. The yeah. same thing with, like, autism spectrum disorder. Yeah. I'm like, you don't need to call these disorders. Yeah, because I feel like maybe, like, what is it called? Because they're both, aren't they both neurologically, like, like specifically, like, what is it called? Like, aren't they both things that you're born with? Yeah. 
and so they, they cannot different. Yeah, they, they can't be disorders. Like like uh, what is it called? Like psychologically speaking, that's you you can't have a disorder if you're born with it. Yeah, and then so that's kind of the main thing you think needs to be addressed more yeah. than is. Oh, but could I ask you about something? Yeah. I never really, like, until you brought it up, like, uh, maybe a few weeks ago when you asked me to be on the pod, and uh-huh. <laughs> thank you for inviting me on the pod, yeah. by the way. Um, what is the difference between ADHD and ADD? So, basically, ADD is technically the old name for it, and it was the name in, like, 1980 to 1987, mm-hmm. and then they changed it to ADHD, and now there's, like, subtypes or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, a lot of people still use ADD to refer to any form of it or the form without the hyperactivity part mm-hmm. even though technically that's not like a proper term and a lot of people just don't know the difference so like they'll just say add and be like no it's add and i'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah like, like correcting you on something that you have like oh okay yeah, yeah okay some people were diagnosed at that time because uh-huh. like the 80s and 90s when diagnosis started picking up obviously right. because people started actually thinking about it but then, um, one more question, well, there's, like, two more questions, but do you tell people that you have autism regularly, or do you usually avoid telling people? Oh, my God. Hell no. <laughs> I, I would, I would never say, like, at our school, or, gosh, even online, I would never say I have autism, because there is so much social stigma mm-hmm. around that sort of thing. Like, especially, I think also for ADHD, too, because, like, there's, like, the, the image, like, for, for ADHD of just, like, like bouncing around on the walls. And if you don't, like, fit, like, that exact, like, bouncing around the walls and always being, like, oh, what did you say? Oh, a squirrel, you know? Like, like uh, gosh, like, yeah, like, I remember growing up and, like, hearing those sort of, like, jokes all the time. And, you know, like, and they're obviously still prevalent today because I babysit and, gosh, those, those jokes are, like, still there. Mm-hmm. And even within, like, adults, like, they'll, like, say, like, very similar, like, obviously not to the level of just, like, oh, a squirrel, but, like, you know, like. Like, I feel like there's very, like, specific, like, social stereotypes of just, like, like autism, like, being, like, oh, nerdy and shy and reserved, but, like, uh, or, or or just, like, not, like, functioning at all. Like, yeah. like being, like, completely, like, degraded and, like, dehumanized, like, as a, oh, sorry, I won't touch with that. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. I, um, being de- completely, like, like, degraded and, like, like, like not even being really seen as, like, a human, yeah. just more of just, like, 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 a, I don't even know what, just, like, yeah. not seen at, like, the same level that a human is, and just, like, no, I, I would never yeah. say that. I don't think I would, I, I honestly have a hard time saying things like, oh, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. Uh-huh. Even if, like, that's, like, a very, like, I feel like nowadays, especially, like, a very normal diagnosis to have. I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like ADHD is not that bad anymore. Like, yeah, they're stereotyped. But, like, overall, I feel like there's less judgment because a lot of people have it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people also say they have it when they weren't diagnosed, and Mm -hmm. that annoys me. But, like, yeah, I get the not wanting to tell people because then they treat you differently. And it's really annoying. So, like, that kind of leads into the next question, though, about, like, what stereotypes have you faced? Like, people think certain things because they know it. Uh, Against me personally? Just... In general with autism, whether it's a personal story or just with other people you've seen. Uh, I guess just um, the whole, like, smarts thing uh, and kind of just, like, my inability to, or I guess, I guess it's getting better at school. I think it's just, like, more so in, like, this, oh, gosh, and I feel like, I feel like such a, I feel like such, like, a a neurotypical person, like, kind of, like, trying to cosplay Uh an autistic person saying this, but, like, yeah, of course, we're all going to be quieter in new social settings, but, like, for me, it's just so bad because I just can't 
speak at all and when I do it's like uh like like monotone and just like just comes out and it's just like so like rude and blunt and like just I don't know I just I feel like yeah I feel like that's kind of just like my my struggle like personally it's just like Mm -hmm. having to deal with the stereotype of just like oh well you're autistic like you're you're not really like that talkative and when you are it's like all smart stuff like oh and then then the train thing too you know like oh all all autistic people like trains where did that even come from do you know what i'm talking about i I didn't know if you i don't know where that stereotype came from the only reason i could train thing yeah the only reason yeah i don't know i have a friend who has a brother who's autistic who does like thomas the train but like i don't know where that stereotype would have come from Anyway, that's so random. Um, and then the last question, and then we can also talk about the gender issues if you want, but what can friends and family members do to provide support for you? Um, don't look at autistic people like a monolith. It's called, well, it's called autism spectrum disorder, which I don't like, but it's, it's an autism spectrum. Like there's Mm going to be people who are like, there's gonna there's gonna be people who, who who like don't face the same issues that I face and like can like talk to people. It's more just like 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 eye contact and just like like uh, like main, maintaining like grades and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and like you know just like uh and there's gonna be people who just like are are like me who and there's gonna be people who are who aren't like me at all and like don't have any like I don't have any like reference to, like compare them to because like uh-huh. it's a disorder or <laughs> it's, it's, it's a spectrum. It's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. It, it's a spectrum and like very much so. It's just like you can't compare. Like, I mean, obviously you can compare individual experiences, but, like, you can't compare, like, a whole community against number each other. One. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, and number two, people shouldn't look at ADHD like it's autism light. We, it's not. Yeah, it's not. And They're we, different conditions. Totally. And I have a lot of things in common with you, and you have a lot of com- things in common with me, because the disorders have a lot of symptoms in common. But yeah. We are not the same. <laughs> no. There are a lot of differences in symptoms, too. Like, it's just some of them can be perceived as similar, I feel like. But then, yeah, the final thing is, did you want to talk about some of the gender issues surrounding autism? Oh, totally. But I would like to hear, but like, because you did a research project on this, and it was really, really yes, interesting. Yes, I did. And I'm planning on actually doing an episode on the gender issues with ADHD no. later. But, like, yeah, I did a lot of research on it. A lot of it had to do with masking Mm -hmm. because girls mask their symptoms. Mainly that was to tie it into the stimulus packet, though. Like, because there's also a lot of parts of it where it's, like, there's that stereotype for ADHD, which is the young boy who's zoned out and moving around and causing problems. And if you're not the person who's causing problems and you're not a young boy who constantly (laughs) isn't moving then people don't really consider it that often. Like, my personal story, at least, is, like, I was taken in after my younger brother, obviously. But, like, besides that, when, after I was taken in, like, I had good grades, and that shocked them when they gave me the diagnosis. They were like, it's weird, because you have straight A's. And the reason I was diagnosed, because they did, like, a test thing, and I did well on it or whatever, but, like, I kept moving in the classroom that they were testing me in, so they were like, I mean, yeah. But, like, also a lot of girls don't have hyperactive symptoms. I do, but, like, not all girls do. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, if you don't fit the one stereotype, they don't really consider it. Oh, totally, yeah. Now, what is it called? I, I would really like to hear... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm being, uh-huh. becoming it's a host, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I, because you've stated that, like, most of, like, your masking angle... Most uh-huh. of the masking angle came from the stimulus packet. I would like to hear 
your res- like your research unabridged. Like like I really want to uh-huh. hear just like what yeah. I plan on doing an episode where I talk more about it, but like I add my personal story in. And you, the stimulus packet helped me with the masking thing, uh-huh. but like in general, it's basically girls tend to mask their symptoms a little bit more, or more so teachers don't notice when girls mask their symptoms more. Because boys tend to have a harder time masking their symptoms because impulsive control is kind of an issue with ADHD. And also, a lot of teachers don't know what to look for with girls with ADHD, which, since teachers are now kind of the ones who have to recommend it because we don't have a great system in place, causes a lot of issues there when the teacher doesn't notice. And, what? It's a a 2.5 to 1 ratio, right? Somewhere around there. A lot of studies had different things, but I was trying to find an up-to-date one, yeah. Right. And for autism, it's like four to one? It's four and a half to five, I, I read. I, I tried yeah. to do a little bit of research before I came onto the podcast. That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's pretty awful, yeah. Uh, I feel like in autism, I don't know, like, like when... And, and we've had this conversation before, definitely. A like, little when, bit, yeah. yeah. But, like, when men, ex- like, when, when men have, like, the, the symptoms of autism, it's, like, kind of just, like, an immediately noticed, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the symptoms of autism broadly, but what I'm referring to more so is just, like, you know, like, the, the social reclusiveness, uh-huh. um, the outstanding smarts, the uh-huh. kind of just, like, um, academic merit without, like, kind of, like, the friends to back it up, you know? Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah, I get uh, it. I feel, like, I feel like that's more so a thing we notice in men compared to women, I would say. That makes sense. I, I could see that. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, again, especially, like, girls and people who are socialized as girls were, um, what is it called? Kind of mask more a lot because we have to like the girls have to mask a lot more in society you know like we live in a patriarchal society and we definitely have to mask a lot more so i feel like definitely that's the other thing the pressure placed on women in general to behave a certain way means they're more likely to like mask their symptoms younger because they're told you have to act like this where boys it's the oh boys will be boys yeah totally and just like I don't know, like, in general, like, 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 docility and shyness, especially in women, is kind of just seen, like, like as a desirable trait. So when, like, autistic women, or, and, and autistic girls, too, when they show those sort of traits, it's not like a, oh, you have autism, like, like you would, like, say in guys. It was more so just like, oh, you're so reserved and so quiet and so modest. Oh, you know, like, like oh, I, I, you know, like, I wish girls were more like that, like, when I was growing up sort of thing, you know, like, yeah. I can see that. And then, did you also want to talk about the racial issues? Or? Totally. Yeah. Okay. And then if you, you can weigh on, the, on this. I don't cause... know that much about the racial issues, is the thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the racial issues and, di- and self-diagnosing in particular, just because, like, um, uh-huh. this is something that I've done a little bit of research on, just because... Uh, interest. Yeah, just because of interest. Uh-huh. Um uh, we were talking about self-diagnosing earlier, uh-huh. and you were like, oh, when, when people with, with ADHD self-diagnose, and I know that's not how you meant it, and we've talked yeah. about this before, obviously, it's just, it's hard to say, like, when people with ADHD, when people without ADHD self-diagnose, um, you can have ADHD and self-diagnose, obviously, and I'm not, like, trying to, like, yeah, say, like, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking oh, yeah, about. yeah, t- totally. It's just that, like, what is it called? Like, the thing is, and I know I look white. It's such, such, a, such a weird thing like, saying this because, like, I know that I'm very much, like, white passing. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying, like, but I, I have, I have, I have, I have Latino <laughs> friends. I have Latino, I have Latino family um, who have been diagnosed who are more Latino passing than I am. 
Uh, and that, you know, that, that's fine. Like, uh-huh. obviously, like, I wasn't always white passing. Like, when I was younger, uh-huh. especially, like, I, I faced a lot of racism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trump was, uh, oh, God. What was the question? Oh, yeah. The racial, <laughs> racial bias. Sorry, yeah, I'm going off okay. on a tangent here. Racial bias okay. and how it, like, pertains to self-diagnosing. So, um, and it's called people of color, and especially mm-hmm. women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of don't necessarily have the resources to get, get, a di- an, no, official get an official that diagnosis. That makes sense. And for some, it's because of redlining because they've lived in this country for like so many years that like you know like they were able to <laughs> they were able to experience they experienced um, segregation. Yeah. They experienced like kind of just like redlining and like, like being like forced into like American ghettos, uh-huh. and that is awful. And that also means that they don't necessarily have the intergenerational wealth of like like white people and like people mm-hmm. who are even like new to this country, like who just came here and didn't necessarily have to experience like redlining, but like may have experienced like you know like what is it called like like the wage crisis like between like, oh, yeah. men and women. That that also exists for people of color, uh-huh. um, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they might not necessarily have um, as much resources. And when they do, it tends to be like like what I was saying earlier, like oh well, you don't have autism, like just kind of like that like quick like judgment, like oh I won't even like say anything. And plus, the medical community, and obviously it's getting better, but like. In a broad sense, the medical community tends to not necessarily listen to women of color when they say, I have this, and yes. I've been experiencing this. this. Definitely. Because society is so against women and people of color, and we just kind of have to be like the, we, we kind of have to like be like the worst of both yeah. worlds. I, like we have I to, know what yeah. you're talking about. I've. I'm not a person of color, but really, it, you're not. <laughs> but for women in general, <laughs> I know in the medical community, because like even earlier in our other project, we were talking about maternal mortality rates, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, the medical community in general, there's a lot of bias there. Where if you are not necessarily like a white man, they won't listen to you when you yeah. tell them stuff, and mm-hmm. so you're like, I think I have this, and they're like, no. Yeah, and this is a, this is especially true, and I'm not a black person. But this is especially true towards uh, black women. Yeah. Uh, they, I believe, experience the least amount of diagnosis rates of autism, and that is not like that's yeah. not like just like oh, that's such a weird coincidence. That is because we that, that's because people of color are not listened to and, and especially yeah. black women yeah i could see that being part of the issue yeah, like in maternal mortality rates too uh-huh. we also see that that same There's yeah. racial gap there too part of that is access part of that is also though like even when they have access they might not trust their medical people as much Absolutely. because like it's harder to trust them when they haven't given you reasons to trust yeah. them I don't think I've ever trusted a single psychiatrist I've ever been to. <laughs> apart from apart from one, and this is not Susan. I know I sorry, I'm talking about That's, psychiatrists and yeah. therapists. I loved Susan, but she did not listen to me necessarily. Uh-huh. But I had this one therapist who was also a Latina woman. Mm-hmm. And I loved her to death and I had to stop seeing her recently. But oh, God. That's sad. <laughs> she understood me. <laughs> That's great. And so, thank you for coming on to the podcast no today. No worries. I'm sorry we kind of got a little gr- grim here with that whole, like, mortality <laughs> rate thing. It's kind of a dark like, ending, but yeah. it's okay. Sorry. So, before I wrap up this episode, I just want to discuss some of the future projects I have been working on. 
for episode 13, I am going to be doing my gender bias presentation. You heard a little bit of the snippets of it during this episode when I was talking to Celeste. My gender bias presentation focuses primarily on ADHD, but I would like to do one later on autism as well as dyslexia. So that one I'm very excited about. And then also, I know originally I said that this episode was going to be the one where I talked about rejection sensitive dysphoria, but I got distracted and things happened and I ended up having that great interview instead. So that one is still going to be on the books. It'll just be moved down a little bit later. And then also, I was able to get some more work done on getting an interview with Mike Walker. Uh, he accidentally had my phone number blocked. It's like a full story. But basically, we're going to be getting an interview done with him pretty soon as well. And he's going to talk about ADHD and working with athletes with ADHD. So I have a lot of exciting things planned. But if you enjoyed this particular episode, please consider following our podcast on TikTok and Instagram at twice underscore exceptional podcast. And if you have any questions, please reach out to twice exceptional podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. One more thing, if you are interested in actually being interviewed on this podcast, that is an option. Just reach out on the email and tell me a little bit about your story and why you think you should be interviewed, and I would consider doing that interview. Thank you.